The following presentation was recorded live at the River Worship Center in Warsaw, Indiana. We now join the message already in progress. There are some people listening, and I want, you to, I want you to rejoice with me that there are some people that are also following the river that you may not see, but, they, but they're, they're family. Amen? And family, we just come out of an awesome praise and worship service. The presence of the Lord is here. I remember that song. Ooh, that just stirred my spirit. The presence of the Lord is here. Ooh, how many of you know that song? Ooh, that'll get you dancing. I, I don't know about you, but that, that's like a 10 on my, on my stereo that makes those speakers go a little, a little harder when I hear that song. But how many of you will help me welcome our family that are watching this morning? God bless you, all you over the land, you there in Warsaw, you in, in, in Florida, you to the west, to the north, to the, to the south. Amen. As we're calling them in from the north, the south, and the east, and the west. You may, you may be from the west of here, and you just found yourself being drawn here. You may be from the east of here, and you just feel yourself drawn. You may be from the north of here, and you just feel yourself being drawn. You might live to the south of here, and you just feel yourself drawn to this location. Why? Because the Lord is here. Amen. Amen. His word says, If he be lifted up, he'll draw all men unto himself. It's no accident that you're here this morning. It's no accident that you made time to watch this broadcast this morning here on Missions Sunday. God bless you that are able to give, that or maybe you're not able to give today, but you can make a commitment to the Lord that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on that. that I, I, I ask you, Lord, for increase that I may be a giver this year on Missions Sunday. That, that we, we did this this Sunday, but that doesn't mean you can't contribute every week or every month as the Lord leaves on your heart. You simply put on that missions, you put on there sowing seed. Can I tell you this is good soil to sow seed. Amen. You watching, this is good soil. Why? Because we preach the word. We teach the word. We live the word. Are we perfect? No. God's still molding and shaping us, but we get in line with the word of God and we agree with Jesus. Amen. The, the, the world's going out of control away from Jesus. But I'm glad that all you here are making it your choice to come to Jesus. It's a big difference in life, isn't it? Oh, for so long we did our own thing, didn't we? Some of us were 10. Some of us were 20. Some of us were 30. Some of us were 50 when we decided to say, you know what? I tried my way, and it's not really working. I know. I tried this, and I thought that I was everything in a bag of chips, and it just doesn't seem to be clicking for me. Right? You go through life, and everything's, and you think things are good, and all of a sudden this doesn't go right, and that doesn't go right, and this, and you're like, what's wrong? Maybe I'm out of position. Maybe I'm maybe there's something with me. You know, that's a great reflection point. You know, we've been talking about David, haven't we? And David self-evaluated, didn't he? It's been the it's been the motto this year when you hear me minister is about self-reflection and going, listen, I can look at all you and I can point fingers. I can look at you and 
pass judgment. We just heard in the word of God, do not judge. We can, we can point fingers and do all that when we may have some planks of wood in our own eye. And the reality is, is that if we would just get in this word and allow God's word to mold us and shape us, that we would find such peace and joy. It, it may be a struggle at first. I got it. It, it might be very uncomfortable. But when you start to allow God to polish and shape, can I, can I encourage you this morning that good things are coming your way? You might live in the storms of life, the trials of life, but let me tell you, there's one named Jesus. That if you would put your hope in Him, He's the, he's the anchor that will hold in the storms. He's the light that will help you uh, on, the, on the big waves, the lighthouse, the beacon. When the power's out, He's the candle that doesn't go out. Amen? When, when there's not enough money in the bank and there's more bills at the end of the month, He's your provider. When it doesn't look like things are going so well, can I encourage you to put your trust in Jesus? You see, if you know me at all, you know that I'm going to encourage you and lift up the name of Jesus when I'm in this pulpit. It's not about me. I know who saved me. I know who's helped me. I know who's my provider. I know who's helping me in my marriage. I know who's, who's, who's making a way for each one of us, those that would be followers of his way. Amen? So let's go into the word this morning, shall we? And let's go, we're going to start off in Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. We're going to talk about some men this morning. And in some of these parts, I'm going to go real quickly because I, I, I need to have enough time to get to the end because I want to encourage you watching and listening that you hang on to the end. Amen? Some of you may have heard me minister before and he's like, well, what he's basically saying is, is put your seatbelt on and hang on. Hang on. There might be some bumpy roads up to this, but at the end, there's a special message for you that you don't want to miss. You don't want to miss the end of this. So if you're watching today, hang on. The next 60 minutes may be very revealing and challenging, but yet rewarding for your eternal destination. Hang on. Amen? Look at, you, look at, your, look at the person next to you and say, hang on, it's going to get good. Amen? Praise God. You'll notice I'm not this dry, boring preacher, but I'm also not one that's jumping all over the place because I want, I want you to be blessed. Amen? So there's no falling asleep. I might just have to come sit by you this morning. Amen? You don't want that. We'll go live with you there. Praise God. So we're going to talk about some men. We're going to talk about Noah a little bit. We're going to talk about Elijah we're going to talk about Jeremiah. We're going to talk about Jesus. We're going to talk about us. Hello? These mighty men of God had great challenges in life. And let me tell you, you and I are going to have great challenges in life. You and I are going to have to make choices in life. You and I are going to have to find uh, things that you're going to have to make a stand on. There's things in your life where you're going to have to be, be committed to your way or forsake your way and go your own way and in the scriptures we find over and over and over of people that go their own way they lean on their own understanding their own heart their own evil heart if you will instead of following the ways of the lord and these men all felt felt challenges 
just like you and I are going to go through challenges. You and I are going to find ourselves in families where we're going to have to be an example. There's going to be people in your family that don't agree with you. They won't agree with this word. You don't have to make it personal. You have to just take it back to the word and say, you're not disagreeing with me. You're disagreeing with the word. If you have a problem, it's with you and the word. Don't make it, don't make it personal and hate the messenger. Don't kill the messenger, will you please? Don't, don't, don't kill the messenger. I'm just telling you what the word of God says. It's for you to take it in your own hearts and either receive it or deny it. But remember, whether you receive it or whether you deny it, it'll be played back for you someday. Amen? So in Hebrews chapter 7, it says, By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. He was divinely warned. By who? By God. Did he go to, did he go to college classes? School of seminary? He might, have spent, he might have spent time with Grandpa Methuselah who lived 969 years. Boy, for some that would be good and some not so good. you imagine how many crappie spots I could find if I lived 969 years old? I mean, I would know where every bluegill bed is ever in these lakes if I lived 900 some years old. Amen. We would know every deer pattern, where all the ducks are at. Right? Maybe he listened to Dad Lamech. 770 some years. Right? How, how old was Noah? 950 years old? Now, some people would instantly be checked out right now. They're like, I don't believe that. There's no way that those guys live that long. Well, you either agree with the Bible or you don't. I can't argue with it. It's written. Right? But maybe Noah spent some time with God. Maybe Noah was mentored by some mighty men of God that had a relationship. How, how do you think your relationship would be with God the difference between 30, 40, 50, 60 year olds versus 6, 7, 8, 900 years old. I think he learned some stuff. I think he knew some stuff. I think he, I think he listened to the word of God. Right? And Noah divinely warned. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't go to the school of this or school of that. He spent time with God. And he warned the people, can you, can you imagine the time of Noah? Here it is, things are great, they're, they're, they're partying, they're marrying, things are going good, they're looking, I, I was just looking out this morning, I was looking at the trees blowing, how beautiful the sky was this morning, I know it's a little brisk, but the sky is beautiful and the clouds are going and, and the trees are going and you see the critters out there, I mean I had... I had probably 30-some ducks in, in front of my house this morning. I was, I, was, I was 
enjoying God's creation. Right? You think after seven, eight, nine hundred years you've enjoyed God's creation, but then you see the nastiness of how the world is going. And here God gives Noah divine revelation. How many, of you, how many of you think that there's people that think that Noah was just lost his mind building this ship? Right? Not rain before, but yet you're going to go build a ship. How many of you think that he was just an heir? Right? How many of you, how many of you think he just was out there? That's all right. You don't have to say it, but there's a lot of people that do. They don't believe how old they were. They don't believe that he was divinely worth. You see, there's a difference between godly fear and fear. And there's a lot of people these days, uh, PhDs, MEs, uh, engineers, astronauts, all these people that still, with all their education, don't understand the difference between godly fear and fear. Fear will stagnate you. Fear will get you wandering and thinking and and, and and bouncing back ideas. But godly fear will impart to you divine revelation to move. Hello? Noah was imparted with a task that said, for the saving of his household, there was a storm coming. And if you get anything out of this message today, and I don't know how many scriptures I'll get through, but understand this, that there's a storm coming. Write it down. You can think I'm a flake. You can tell me I'm in error. You can, you can tell me that I'm not right. You say, well, that guy's never been to some 18 degrees on his wall. I'm telling you, there's a storm coming. I don't know how big the storm is. I'll show you in Scripture. It has the power to destroy. It has the power to separate. The difference is, I want you to be prepared. Noah was divinely warned of a big storm, was he not? And there was a way out for the people if they would follow what the Lord was doing. You don't have to be scared of the storm that's coming. You just need to be prepared for the storm. Noah prepared the people, and what did they do? Most of them ignored him, didn't they? Funny how history repeats itself, doesn't it? There's a lot of people that think we're flakes for reading this word. There's a lot of people that, that think you've lost your mind for giving to emissions this morning. They're like, why would you ever give up money like that? Why would you do that? Why, why would you not go fishing this morning? Why would you not do this? Why are you going to church to fellowship? Because this is my family. This is my, where I feel at home. This is where I find peace this morning when I've had a rough week. This is where I refill when the world taxes you and they don't believe in you and they, 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 they probably come against you like they came against Noah when you're like, I'm trying to provide a safe place for my family. Because in this world, there's going to be destruction. There's going to be problems. And I want to encourage you today. It's, it's on my heart this morning. I, I can't get rid of it. That I want you to be prepared. I don't want any of you to go through lack. And you won't go through lack if you got Jesus. 
There will be provision even in the worst of storms. In the worst of storms, can you imagine life was going so great for Noah and yet it began to rain? What is it going to take for you to watch the signs of today? Is the election not enough? Is the news not enough? Is the Facebook not enough? Is your family members coming against you not enough? You see, they were marrying and partying and doing all their stuff, and then it began to rain. And Noah was prepared. But one day, God closed the door. And the question is, if you wait until the very end, guilty at times, this is a conversation in our house, are we prepared? Or have we gotten so comfortable that nothing can ever happen in America? You see, in third world countries, they're, they're having to live like the old days still. You know, you know, like what we sang when we were young, when we, a country boy can survive? You know, what happens if your power goes out? Noah was on a ship for months. There was no electricity. Right? They had to store up water. They had to do because God prepared him and gave him a vision of how to take care of his family. Are you in tune with the Lord to make sure that you've got everything right with your family no matter what you face? It doesn't have to be world destruction. It can be just something, a change in your lifestyle. Are you prepared or is everything good? I don't have to worry about nothing. I'm all right. You're all right. We're never going to go through a trial. Didn't we just hear on Wednesday count it all joy when you go through various trials? So you can if you're prepared. Amen? And as a family of believers, I want to encourage all of us as we've been ministering lately, we come together. Okay? We come together. What did Noah and his family do? They came together. And there was... Because Noah was divinely warned of something in the future, even though they thought it was a flake. Church family, we're going to be prepared. Our, whether, it's, whether it's a storm like that, which we know because of the rainbow, that's not going to happen again, right? We, we've got God's promise. You know, We believe in the rainbow for the right reasons, not the other reasons that people magnify. Do I need to go there? That's God's promise that he'll not flood the earth again. Amen. But yet this world perverts it and twists it. Just getting real. Right? Just preaching a little bit. Right? Because that's what the world does. It likes to take everything in the word of God and twist it and pervert it and manipulate it. And you're going to have to make a stance and stand strong. For me and my house... We're going to do what? Serve the Lord. Guess what that means? Decisions. You're a couple days away from a major decision. I hope you thought about it. I hope you prayed about it. I hope you're taking a stand for it. Hello? What have we done for our children's children in this country? I'm on a little bit of a rabbit trail, but I just pray that where the where where the spirit of the Lord is, there's 
liberty? What are we doing for our children and our children's children? What, what kind of atmosphere in life are we presenting to our families living this way and living that way? Or are we prepared to make a stand now? For me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. Even when it's a mess out there. Have you made a choice or are you still wavering between two opinions? Go with me in the next verse. In Elijah, in his day, we don't have time to go through all those scriptures. In 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 21, Elijah came to all the people and said, How long will you falter between two opinions? United States, everyone watching me? How long? We have such a beautiful world we live in that God has created. God has given us water and resources and trees and food and gardens and wonderful things in life and animals that we have provision. God has provided all this. And what have we done with it? Messing it all up. And we're repeating history. I wonder if Noah saw the same thing. Life was beautiful for hundreds of years and things are going good. And it's like, God was disappointed and saw that there had to be judgment coming one day. You see, a storm doesn't just have to be your finances. A storm doesn't just have to be your work. A storm can be when God says, I'm going to pass judgment in an area or a problem and says, enough's enough. Will you be prepared for on that great day when he returns? When he comes back, whose side will you be on? And the question is, how long Will some, now I pray that everyone at the sound of my voice has made a decision for Jesus Christ and they're committed knowing that they have work to be done, knowing that there's a potter's wheel, the anvil, the, the olive press, all the things that we use as references where the God is working on us and Jesus is working on us. I got it. But I pray that each one of you has made a decision in your heart today. If not, by the time you leave, it says, I'm going to have to take a stand now. I'm running out of time I can no longer falter between two opinions. Elijah is going before the people and he says, if the Lord is God, you see, some of you are going to come back and some of you might not come back. I just hope you all come back because we're preaching the word of God. I want everybody to draw closer to God. I'd love to give you that awesome pat on your back, feel good message. But the reality is, America, how long will you falter between two opinions? How long will you falter between coming to church and not coming to church? Right? Is this getting too harsh? Is this okay? Right? I, I got to preach it. I got to preach it. How long is America going to waver between, between two opinions? I, I, can, I, I believe in Jesus, and then I put on these Halloween masks and all this junk and all this, all this fake stuff, and witches, and warlocks, and all that, but I'm a Christian. Wrong. There's something wrong there, spiritually. I ain't getting too many amens, but that's okay. I'll throw it out there, because there's some people that are deceived. I'm not judging them. I'm looking at fruit going, you tell me you're on the Lord's side, but you keep endorsing this. You see what I'm saying? You, you, I, had a, I had a person come to my house. You tell me you believe in Jesus. You believe you're a Christian. But yet, we have people that believe that abortion's okay. There's so many people 
There's so many people that are dying of this and dying that and COVID this and COVID that, but yet we're killing babies every single day. I'm going to have to preach that. I got to get a little bold this morning. <laughs> when are we going to take a stand and say, no? No. You, you're faltering between two opinions. Well, I believe in Jesus, but this one day of the month, I'm going to allow my home to be open to wizards and warlocks, and I'm going to sell my soul for a couple pieces of candy. Right? But yet we're Christians. How long are we going to falter between two opinions? I believe in Jesus, but I won't come to the house of the Lord. I believe in Jesus, but I, I don't agree that Methuselah was 969 years old. I don't believe that... You know there's people that don't believe in the virgin birth of Jesus Christ? There's people that, ver that forbid the speaking of tongues? Hello? That's in the Bible. If you haven't received the, the gift of the Holy Ghost, it's available to you right now, right today, th this morning. But it's real, and it's for you, and, it, and it's the, the prayer language that you need to come against the enemy. Because he can't understand how long we're going to falter between two opinions. He says, if the Lord is God, follow him. Wow, thank you, Lord. If you see my notes. But if Baal, in other words, if Baal be God, follow him. And look what happened. The people, but the people answered him, not a word. Now this messes with a lot of people because people like to stay neutral. Guilty. Guilty. If I just stay neutral, the devil won't bother me. How many of you heard that? If I don't take a stance, I don't have to worry about anything in my home. The Bible says, resist the devil and he shall flee. It also says in Ephesians, don't give the devil a place. Don't give, devil, don't give the devil a place in your home. So as Christians, have we, we just heard in, in men's ministry yesterday, those that were here, have we opened up our homes to the enemy and not even paid attention to the filth because we're faltering between two opinions? You're going to have to take a stand. And people say, well, <laughs> see, there you go. You're just that religious preacher. You're that Bible thumper. Right? You either believe the word and you get bold about it. The Word of God says that, that, that you'll be known by your fruits. You see, you're known, you, you call yourself saved, but yet you have these witches and things and, and, and all this stuff on your Facebook pages and all this junk. I have to say, check your heart because you might be waving or faltering between two opinions. And the problem is, is that the narrow path that God has us on, there's work to be done and molded. Did I know all this when I was a baby Christian? No. I thought it was okay. People say, well, you're preaching it pretty tough then. Well, because I had to learn, I had to get in the Bible and say, listen, I'm not going to give place to that stuff. 
you know, so, some of you have been coming on Sunday nights. We, you know, I, I told pastor, I said, I said my summary of, of, of the whole class, don't give place to the devil. Resist him and he'll flee. And when you got problems, you say, come out in Jesus' name. Now, I say that with all niceness, not to scare you. But you see, there's got to be something in you that says, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. If you're, if you're asking, and you're like, well, God, I need this. And then you're saying, devil, please leave me alone here. No, you're faltering between two opinions. You're going to have to take a stand and get real and get a boldness about you. And this man of God is going to encourage you enough. I'm not trying to put any of you down or add con- condemnation, but I want to stir you up a little bit. Because the attacks are real. These people that are, are I, I, I'm, I'm so close to just shutting down Facebook, but I, but I know that there's an advantage to being able to minister to people. But just this week, I had to warn people, say, listen, has your, has your Facebook post been hacked? Let me put it in perspective. I, I text them and message this because they call themselves Christian, but what's been posted, I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm not judging you. I'm looking at the fruit going, you call yourself saved. You call yourself a believer. But when I look at your post, oh, oh, you're judging me. What are we opening up into our homes? What are we, what are we allowing into our, our eyes? And, and Elijah is dealing with this. Noah dealt with it, right? Elijah dealt with it. There's another man of God called Jeremiah that he dealt with it. Go with me to the next verse. Jeremiah 18. And you see, you're amongst great company. Don't think that you're all alone because there's some mighty men and women of God that also took a stand for what's right. And in this world, there's so much compromise and people that are allowing stuff in their homes, they're allowing stuff in their thoughts, they're allowing stuff in the schools, they're allowing stuff in their jobs. And you're going to have to decide, is it right or is it wrong? Does it agree with the word of God or does it not? Because there's a world that's trying to compromise and infiltrate into your homes, mess up your minds, manipulate your minds. I know this is a little different message and you may have used to hearing from me, so I'm just going with the Lord because I... I think, I think we're so close to the storm that if I don't warn you properly, it'll be too late. It's going to start raining, and then you'll start it. I need you to start now before it starts raining. Hello? I need to get you, I need to get you motivated because there's so many people that ignored Noah, and then when it came time, it was too late, and they're like, <gasps> let us in, let us in. And God said, nope. Close the door. Right? So if I can encourage you now to get excited for the Lord now and have your house ready and have your house clean and have your hearts clean and be filled like we, we sang that song, fill this place. Yes, we're singing fill this place, but God lives here. If there's something in your heart that needs to go, let's get rid of it. But then it needs to be refilled with the Holy Ghost. Hello? You can't live with this junk and say, I'm going to falter between two opinions. It's time to clear that stuff and allow God to purge that and refill you new with the Holy Ghost. Amen? Ah. Okay. Listen to this. I'll get you excited a little bit. 
Boy, I am running out of time fast. Oh, glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Okay. In Jeremiah, I'm going to go through these quickly because I got I got I got to finish this. I got I got to roll through this. Listen to this. In Jeremiah, the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, are you there? Jeremiah 18 1. He says, arise and go down to the potter's house and there I will cause you to hear my words. Let me let me tell you, Facebook community, if you live out of this town. God bless you. I, I need you to be listening. If you don't have a home church, get the notifications, get online, get the broadcast. Don't miss out on the teachings. If you're in the Warsaw area, I need you to encourage you as the time is growing short to get to the potter's house and hear the word of God that you may be set free. You may be encouraged. You may be get your needs met that we may get you reconnected back to the father's house. Amen. Church, we need we've got a mission that we need to lovingly tell people it's time to get back to the father's house. Amen. It's time to get back to the potter's house. And there I will cause you to hear my words. Then in verse 3, then I went down to the potter's house. And there he was making something at the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to make. You hear a lot of me speaking about the potter's wheel. Because you and I were marred. You and I were born into sin. The Bible says we've all fallen short. Whether you like to hear that or not, the reality is that if you would be a, a, a one to self-examine and even read in Exodus chapter 20 and you read the Ten Commandments and you ask yourself, have I done any things? And if, and, if, and if God judged me today, if judgment came today, where would I stand? Have I told lies? Have I have I committed adultery? Have I have I have I coveted? Have I have I murdered? Have I done the have I allowed this faltering of opinions? Am I on the Lord's side one day and I'm not on the Lord's side the next? Right? If he judged you today, if judgment came, if the ultimate storm came. Where would he find you? Where, where would you be at? The good news is, is that if you feel like that you wouldn't be too good, there's re restoration here today. That's the good news. That's the good news. That, that you were made one way and God can renew you today. You can, you can come to these altars and get renewed and refreshed and know that everything's going to be all right with you and the Lord. Hallelujah. You may have been made one way, but his intention was for you to repent and turn and believe on Jesus Christ for He's the door. When disaster hits, when judgment hits, He's the door for the saving of your family. Amen? So, so you might be the one that leads your family. You know, to my knowledge, I'm the first preacher in my family. I'll take that. Now, I know there were believers. But I didn't see anybody getting too aggressive in this word of God. 
I've seen a lot of people faltering between two opinions. In my workplace, I see people faltering between two opinions. I believe in Jesus, but man, it was great at the bar last night. Really? Are you sure? I'm too hungover to come to church. What are you what are you taking in? I'm not here to judge. My question is is what in America and what around us appeals us more than the word of God? What appeals to us more than Jesus? Because all that is, the alcohol, the drugs, the junk, all that is is a cheap substitute that will never fill you up. It will leave you empty. It will leave you dry. It will leave you broken. It will leave you disgusted. It will take you further than you want to do. It will cost you more than you want to have. But there's one named Jesus that can fill you, and like we sang this morning, fill you with the peace of God and the joy no matter what the storms bring. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to God. There's redemption available to you. While there's still breath, there's hope. But let me tell you, as the tree falls, as you are at that last breath is the way you shall be. It'll be too late after that. Well, you say, well, I'll get things right with the Lord. When I, when I meet the Lord, I'll, I'll make things right. I'll be ready for my correction. Ain't going to happen. Exactly. People say, well, I, I live like I want to, and then it'll be okay. Now's the time to get things right with the Lord. Amen? Don't wait. This isn't to hurt anybody. This isn't to put anybody down. But it shows you the state of America, doesn't it? It's not to condemn anybody, but it's to reveal and expose the very evil hearts and nature of the very ones that we live around there because they need Jesus. How can I say that? Because I was he. I had a pastor praying for me. His grandfather, some of you don't know this, his grandfather ministered to and led the pastor I was mentored to the Lord. How you like that for circles in life? How would it be that a man 30-some years old would meet a man out of the blue who was mentored and taught in the same connection with this man, his grandfather, Pastor Sumrall, Pastor Burkhart, many of you know. How is it that God would connect all these mighty men of God together that we would grow together to know this day right now. How is that possible? Right? Isn't that cool? I don't know about you, I think that's pretty cool. 30-some years old, living in sin, but yet God ordains and moves people around here. That's why I say it's not by accident. I don't know what God has for you yet, but it must be something awesome because I know what he did for me. Amen? Isn't that cool? I, don't, I didn't know when I first met Pastor Burkhart that years down the road that I'd be serving with Pastor Sparks. Had no idea. So look to your future as a good thing and say, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose this day 
and I'm going to I'm going to see what God has for me. Right. And know that if there's things in your life that aren't so good, know that God can remold and shape you and mold you to where he wants you to be so that you may be successful, that you may be prepared for the storms of life, the seasons of life. Because let me tell you, it's a lot better to go through things with people than to feel like you're all alone. And if you feel like you're all alone and you're watching, let me tell you, I just gave you the invitation. You're welcome here at the river. Amen? Hallelujah. So let me continue to read. I'm running out of time fast. So he said, he made it again into another vessel, and it seemed good to the potter to make. Then the word of the Lord, in verse 5, says, came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter, says the Lord? Look, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand. Talk about a good place to be. Uh-oh, here we go. So you, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel? The instant I, in the instant I speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck up, to pull down, and to destroy it. If, listen to this, if that nation against whom I have spoken turns from its evil, I will relent of the disaster that I thought to bring upon it. And the instant I speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to build up and to plan it, if it does evil in my sight so that it does not obey my voice, then I will relent concerning the good with which I said I would benefit it. Now this is many, many years ago when Jeremiah is speaking to a disobedient Judah. Are you here? Does it sound like we might be near that? In the United States of America? What about the people before in Noah's time? A nation that did what they wanted to do. A nation that partied and played and disobeyed God and didn't listen to the voice of God. And look what happened. Judgment came. I was reading in my, in my Bible study book with Pastor Jack Haver and his notes. He made this comment. He says, judgment is conditional. If people repent and change their ways, judgment will be withheld. In the same way, national blessings is based on moral behavior. And I thought, wow, that is, that is an incredible statement that, that if my people who are called by my name, right, would repent and turn, humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways. What is God's promise? I'll heal their land. When are we going to turn? America, when are we going to turn and humble ourselves? Because we are going down a path that is not good. The great thing about it is, is that you're with the healer, the provider, You've made your decision for Jesus Christ. And as that stands in your life and you're not faltering between two opinions, you can have great hope and peace and knowing that if things get bad, you're going to be okay. They might get bad. Well, there you go. There you're that negative preacher again. No, I've come to grips 
that the Bible's right that in the end times there's going to be perilous times. What's that mean? There's going to be some rough times. But you are different. You are a peculiar nation. You are odd. That's okay. I'll take that. You ought to rejoice for that. When Jesus is Lord and He's your provider, does that mean we do nothing and sit back in our lazy boy recliners? I've talked about this. No. We trust in the Lord and we're divinely warned like Noah was to be motivated to do, to preach this gospel, to tell people about Jesus, to tell them that there's a better way and not sit in our homes. It's time for us to go and make disciples and fulfill the commission of what Jesus said to do. For if the time is short and you truly believe that things are going to get bad, then we better get busy. I had this conversation with my wife just the last couple of days. I said, do you really believe that we're on the verge of something really bad? Do you feel that there's something stirring in the spirit world? There's a couple kingdoms getting ready to happen. Do you, do you feel like if things go this way in a couple days. If you see something happen in this way in a couple days. Do you see that there could be adversity in our lives? Yes. Okay, I've come to grips with that. Okay, then prepare. Don't wait till the rain's coming. Get in your word. Get a strong foundation. Don't let the, the enemy get in your home. You just heard a men's study yesterday. You see that junk on TV? Shut it off. I warned people. I said, listen, I think your Facebook page has been hacked. Um, no, that's how it is. Okay. Well, I'm sorry to say, I think, I think there's a problem here. I'm going to have to unfriend you for right now. I may unfollow some. I may unfriend some. Because you know what? I don't need to see that stuff. I'll see it once, Lord forgive me, delete. Right? You're going to have to take a stand. Because people are putting all this negative stuff on there. They're posting stuff and you go watching a video and all of a sudden there's a whole bunch of swearing and cussing and, and, and using the Lord's name in vain. Surely you're not okay with that. You see? You have to make a stand. You can't sit here like the days of Elijah and say, well, I'm not going to say a word. Because if you don't say a word, you're basically telling me that you agree with allowing the other stuff to come in and you're trying to stay neutral. You can't stay neutral. It's time to take a stand. It's time to be bold. Amen? It's, amen? amen. You're going to have, when, 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 they, when they're coming against you, you, go, no, that's not biblically correct. This is a happy message. I hope you're getting something out of it. I, ho I hope I'll be back. Amen? This is a little different than some of the messages I preached, isn't it? Hallelujah. That's okay. Hallelujah. He says now in verse 11, Now therefore speak of the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, saying, Thus says the Lord. Now, you've got to remember, Jeremiah was a doom and gloom man. He didn't have any kids. He didn't have a wife. And he could throw it right out there, whatever the Lord said. And it was, it was doom and gloom getting changed. You know, I, I don't see too many revivals, but I'm going to tell you, you know what Jeremiah did? He took the excuses away from people. Right. Amen. 
Maybe I might get credited for that myself because I seem to be hovering on that side a little bit. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I am fashioning a disaster and devising a plan against you. Ouch. Well, God is love. God will never do anything. God will never... I maybe heard that. He's also a righteous judge. He's your healer right now. He's your savior right now. But there's going to be a time when he's your judge. There's a difference. Right now, he's your advocate. Right now, he's your helper. He's your healer. But there's going to come a time where he says, judgment time. He says, return now every one from his evil way and make your ways and your doings good. Hmm. But look what their response was in verse 12. And they said, that is hopeless. So we will walk according to our own plans and we will everyone obey the dictates of his evil heart. Sound like America? Sound like people you know? I'm, I'm fearful for them. I'm praying, you know, Jeremiah was a weeping prophet. He, he preached the word hard because he cared about the people so much to warn them. And they thought he was just a flake. They thought he was just a doom and gloom preacher. But yet there's a time coming. There's a storm coming. There's judgment coming that if you're not prepared and you're faltering between two opinions, now's the time to go to one. If Baal be God, go choose him and see what happens. If the Lord be God, if Jesus be God, if Jesus is Lord, follow him. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Who is it? The world or Jesus? Which one you want today? When the storm comes, which do you want to be on the ark of safety? Do you want to be in the arms of Jesus? Do you want to be the one that provides hope and peace and provides for one even in the desert? Do you want that or do you want to rely on the world system? Well, come on now. They're, they're talking about unemployment benefits and they're talking about stimulus packages. I mean, surely that invites you to be okay, that everything will be okay in that. Noah didn't have any benefits like that, did he? Amen. John 14, 6. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through Him. Amen. Amen. Oh, there's many ways to God, people say. Everybody's going to heaven, right? You see? I get you stirred up, aren't I? Huh? You know, and they're like, oh, we're going to delete this guy off there. I might be in the Facebook police after this one. He's taken, he's taken too much of a stand. You know what? Because if I don't encourage you to, and I'm neutral, and I stay neutral, I'm not doing what I should be to encourage Amen. the people. Amen. If I'm neutral, you'll be neutral. God forgive me when I've been neutral. Right? Maybe sometimes I need to hit my knees on this altar. Going, I believe in Jesus, but you know what? I've been faltering between two opinions. I need to take a stand. Today is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice in it. 
right? I'm running out of time. God's warning was rejected. You're seeing it every week. God's word's being rejected. The storm's coming. Judgment's coming one day. Will you make Jesus Lord of your life or not? Or are you going to continue to falter between two opinions? He says, therefore, thus says the Lord, ask now among the Gentiles who has heard such things. The virgin of Israel has done a very horrible thing. Will a man leave the snow water of Lebanon? And we can go into teaching on this, which comes from the rock of the field. In other words, they've, they've turned away. Will the cold flowing waters be forsaking for strange waters? You know, we know people that we've invited them to come and drink. Come get a drink from the cool waters of the river. And they continually choose. They get a cool drink and they get satisfied for a time in a dry and dark land. And then they decide to go get some strange water. And they blend. And you can't blend this thing. You, remember we talked about on Wednesday about the tongue? How can blessings and cursings come from the same? Hello? Choose. Mm -mm -mm. He says, because my people have forgotten me. Oh my. I believe in Jesus, but he's saying these people have forgotten him. I hope that's none of you today. I hope that, and you go through storms, you go through trials, I... I hope you haven't forgotten the Lord. Or on the other side, when you're blessed, beyond blessed, I hope you haven't gotten so comfortable that you've forgotten the Lord. I hope that you haven't forgotten who gave you the money this week. He owns it all, right? I hope, I hope as He's blessed you this week and He continues to bless, you don't forget to give Him praise and glory. I hope that you don't forget to bless him with your time and bless him with your finances and bless him with, right? Don't forget the Lord. I, these, these people have forgotten him and they've burned incense to worthless idols. You see that in America? Well, that can't be. That's America. That's the land of the free. Oh, no, we've got devils all over the place. We've got idols all over the place. Drive down the town and you'll see them all hanging in their yards right now. People were dressing their kids up. I pray for those people that God would reveal to them what they're doing to their children. The Bible says, train a child in the way he should go so that when he's old he'll not depart from it. Guess what? We don't participate in that stuff anymore. I'm guilty. I used to, but we don't anymore. We... We, we decide to be those in the Bible says, come out and be separate. Yes, amen. Don't we? It's not allowed in my house. My wife knows, listen, resist the devil. Not maybe he'll flee. He will flee. Guess what? That means you got to resist him. But if you allow him into your life, how's it, why is it going to be any different? Well, because God's got a love and God is mercy and just... Well, resist the devil. Not invite him in. Right? I got to move on. Oh, got glasses problem. Praise God, I'm getting my new glasses this week. Hallelujah. Right? Here we go. 
So they burned incense to worthless idols, and they have caused themselves to stumble in their ways from the ancient past, to walk in pathways and not on a highway. Where are you walking today? Which path are you on today? I want to encourage you to get on Jesus' path. Amen? Amen. He, says, he says, to make their land desolate and a perpetual hissing. Everyone who passes by it will be astonished and shake their head. Mm. He says, I will scatter them as with an east wind from the enemy, and I will show them the back and not the face. Ouch, in the day of their calamity. Jeremiah would throw it down pretty hard, didn't he? But he loved the people. He didn't want the people to perish. He, he preached it hard. Doom and gloom, judgment. Right? Didn't make too many friends, but he loved them. Prayed for them even when God told him not to pray for him. Oh, if you knew the heart of a man. Man. And Jeremiah, in verse 18, says, Then they said, look what the people said. He says, Come and let us devise plans against Jeremiah. For the law shall not perish from the priest, nor the counsel from the wise, nor the word from the prophet. Come and let us attack him with, their, with the tongue. And let us not give heed to any of his words. Sound like America today? That rejecting the word of God. God is love. Everything's good. Nothing can go over go bad. Don't worry. We got stimulus checks for you. The water will never get shut off. The gas will always be good. Don't worry about the heat. Don't worry about this. We've got this. We've got this. We've got this. Do you see a trend? God is the one we need to get our eyes on. Jesus is the way. Not government and, and people that, that are making promises they can't keep. God is the one in charge. Jesus is the name above every name. Hello? I, I'm getting, I probably sound a touch more political than in this world than I've ever been in my life. But let me tell you, people and men will fail you. People will fail you, but Jesus will never fail you. Amen? Amen? Ah. Could this be the United States? If we're not careful... We have a nation that has turned their back and forgotten God. They've taken Jesus out of the schools. They've taken Jesus out of the workplace. They've taken the word of God out of the school. They've taken the word of God out of the workplace. And now we find they've taken the word of God out of, out of TV. They've taken the word of God in everything and they've replaced it with a foreign water, a strange water, a, a, a defying water that's, that's polluting your homes, that's polluting your nations. Don't drink that kind of water. Drink the living water that gives life, that gives freedom to you and I. I'm not going to get through all the scriptures. We'll have to cover it on Wednesday, but let me just, let me just finish off and close with this today. Go with me to the next, next verses. Back into Matthew chapter 7. 
Some of you were there with us on Wednesday where we, we, we dove in from where pastor was at a, a week ago. And in Matthew chapter 7, verse 13, Jesus says, now if there's anybody you need to trust in and what his word says, don't listen to me, listen to what Jesus says. Jesus says, enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go by in it. That's the word of God, not me. That's what Jesus said. Either you take that to the bank or you don't. There is a way that seems right to a man. In the end, there's death. There's a narrow way that you and I, I, I I've, I've led all the way up to this to get you to here. Generation after generation after generation. Man of God after man of God after man of God has stand before people saying, choose this day whom you're going to serve. It's easy to go on the wide path. But in the end, there's destruction. The narrow path will guide you in the hands of the potter. And you will find resistance in your life. Don't resist the hands of the potter. You resist the devil and he'll flee. But in, engage and be, and be encouraged that God loves you so much that he cares for you, that he wants to rebuild your life and restore you and help you and mold you and shape you. Don't resist the hands of the potter. The potter will see you through the storms. What better place is to be in the hands of God during the storms of life? Hallelujah. He says there's a narrow way. It leads to life. Are you living the abundant life today? If you're not, why not? Switch sides. Switch sides. If, if you're not living the abundant life, then, then let's, let's check ourselves and see if we're faltering between two opinions. Now, living the abundant life doesn't mean that you're a millionaire, folks. I'm not talking about financial status. I've had days where the most money is in my account and the least money in my account, and I still found joy and peace and love and protection and provision in my house and in my life because I've said, for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. Amen. It's not about how much money you have in your account. Hello? The Lord is your provider. He's a good father. The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want other translations say, I shall not lack anything. Do you believe that today? Yes. So when the storms of life are coming, does it mean we sit back and are lazy boys and do nothing? No. But we must prepare. There's a day that Jesus is coming back. You don't know the day, the hour, or the second that he's coming back. People say, well... They've been talking about Jesus coming back for a long time. What about when he comes back for you and your mansion's built? Are you ready? Or are you faltering between two opinions today? When he comes, that hour of that day, of that minute, of that second, was your destined time. None of us know how far along our mansion is. Are you here? You don't know how much of your mansion is built. 
So have you made things right with the Lord today? Or are you faltering between two opinions? You, hello? Have you, have, you, have you said, you know what? I'm marred in the hands of the potter. And I'm going to gladly get on the potter's wheel. And I'm going to let him renew me and restore me today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to allow the things, the broken things in my life, I'm going to allow God to remold that and rebuild that just to the beautiful thing in his image. But the key is, is I can't do it on my own and you can't do it on your own. You need the, the help of the Holy Ghost. You need the help of family today that you know that you're loved, that you're in a place that, that you don't have to be felt like you're looked down because you sit on this altar. You don't have people making fun of you just because you're saying, I want to get right with God today. You've got a family here that says, I'll pray with you, that won't look down upon you. You got you got a people that'll stand here all afternoon and pray with you if you need you you're you listening you got a you got a you got access you've got a lifeline to getting right with God and allowing God to remold your life that just because we've all fallen short and just because we've all faltered between two opinions and just because we've all looked at stuff we shouldn't have and we've all said stuff we shouldn't have but yet there's a potter and if I could get you to allow yourself to be molded before the storm hits and find peace and find joy and allow God to reshape in His image that He seems good, not that we see good. Because sometimes we think we're everything in a bag of chips. Well, I'm a good person. Are you sure? Have you ever lied? Have you ever cheated? You looked at stuff you shouldn't have? Yeah, we've all done it. So the reality is now it's, it's right, it goes right back to David. Create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew me in that steadfast spirit. Are you, are you willing to let God mold you today? Because not everybody goes to heaven. Come back Wednesday and listen. There's judgment. There's right, there's wrong. And if we're living in sin, it won't bode well for you. But there's one named Jesus. That He can wash the dirtiest of sin from anyone. He can clean the mind. He can clean the heart. He can remold your, your past. He can, he can put you on a path that puts you on the narrow path. Will there be resistance? Will there be, will there be some things that you can't do anymore? That you, you feel that conviction going, I used to do that, now I don't feel like I should do that anymore? That's the Holy Spirit comforting and guiding you and said, listen, you, you wanted to do this. And the Holy Spirit says, no, I want you to come here. I want, I, want you to, I, want you to, I want you to come fellowship with the family that I placed you with. There's, there's a group of people that I placed you with that are they're going to encourage you. You've had enough people discouraging you. You've had enough people putting you down. But, but God's going God's to put you with a group of people that says that they're going to they're gonna help you. And there might be some pushing in, some pressure to do the right thing. You might have to listen to this preacher that, that gets all excited and he's, he's wanting to draw you, encourage you, but, but, but puts you on the narrow path. He, 
You might have to listen to a couple preachers that the word kind of gets underneath you a little bit and you're like, I don't know if I like that too well. But your spirit's saying, yes, Lord. And if you get anything out of this today, I pray that today you would be encouraged as believers that if you're born again, you've repented in turn, know that a time of refreshing is coming. Amen? Amen? Noah looked at people and he talked to the people and he was divinely warned and he knew that there was judgment coming. But he provided a safe place for his family. Back then, the door was that ark. Today, that door is Jesus. And if you want to provide a safe place for your family, you want to see yourself protected and not in the same realm of that judgment and of that, let me invite you to come through the door. His name is Jesus Christ. That you would repent and turn, that you would make Him Lord of your life and and get under the covering once again. Amen? God bless you. God bless you. Amen? Thank you for listening to today's message. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to us here at the River, you can email us at study at riverwc, all one word, dot org. Again, that's email to study at riverwc.org. God bless you.